0: This is a Career Channel program from UC San Diego Extension. Visit us at uctv.tv slash careers for videos, employment news, and trend articles to help recent college graduates and those in career transition bridge to better employment.
1: It, it is um, a pleasure for me to be here uh, because I am passionate about this topic that we're going to talk about, um, and it's Jobs, and it's entry-level jobs, and kind of flows into the irregular workforce, but that's okay. But I want you to know why we selected these two panels. One, Mary Burton is the Executive Vice President of HR for SeaWorld. Huge employer, but more importantly, ramps up in the summer. Huge supporter of Connected Careers for summer hire youth internships and that sort of pro- program. Big item in the tourism business in San Diego, obviously, but also has a seasonal for- workforce and it, it flows. And so there's a lot of topics we've been hearing about this morning about HR and how they need to manage a flowing workforce. And Joe Eustace um, is a hotel manager in his own right, but also is president of the Hotel Motel Association. So he can speak for the industry. And it is a huge growth industry, 190,000 jobs in San Diego County right now, and over the last decade has grown 20%. There are very few job areas that can say that. Two of my soapbox issues that I get on is the value of, and I made a note, we've gotta agree on a word, soft skills, essential skills, job skills, whatever word, let's get one of them going, right? Um, How important they are in this industry, but take it away at those who are important in every industry. A theme we have at Manpower 101.9, we hire for attitude, we train for skills. And any of you that interact with young people, that attitude and that soft skills are so essential, and you're gonna hear more about that today. The other thing that I like this panel so well is I'm a big believer in get a job, get a better job, get a career. We don't often graduate from high school or drop out of high school and start in a $25 an hour job after being out of the workforce for a year or two. But we do have to start, and one of our speakers earlier talked about starting and working their way to the top, and this is a great uh, industry to do that. But before I have the speakers introduce themselves, I wanna tell you you a sort of overlying industry theme. And I heard this from a panel um, that I was moderating. Someone that was managing a restaurant chain was interviewing someone auspiciously for a dishwasher job. And the first thing she said is, I see you as the assistant manager of this restaurant someday. Not today. But I want you to know, I'm not interviewing you to be the dishwasher. I hope you're only there a month or two or three months, and then you're a busboy, and then you're a waiter, and then you're the bartender, and then you're assistant manager. So as we have this conversation, don't think dishwasher is what I'm putting you into the box of. And it is amazing how that job candidate walks out of there not thinking, dang, the best I could do was to get a dishwasher. They walked out seeing themselves as the assistant manager of this job. I don't know why she stopped at assistant manager. Make him manager in my story. Now that I th- I'm, ch- I'm changing her story. He's going for manager. But think about the attitude of that young person or middle-aged person re-entering the job force, thinking I'm here to manage this restaurant someday. Great segue, did you see how I made that already? To manage this restaurant someday, not to be the dishwasher for the rest of my life. And think about how we apply that as we talk to anybody in the job market that's struggling and wondering where they need to go and where they need to start. So let's start with Mary. Tell us a little bit about SeaWorld and the issues you're facing.
2: I've been with um, the park in San Diego for a really long time, since 1987. And what Phil said couldn't be more true in our case. We're like a little mini city. We hire, our our workforce is um, about 4,000 people, so 2,000 regular year-round employees for SeaWorld. And also we have an Aquatica Park down in Chula Vista. And then we bulk up in the summertime with another 2,000 to support the um, peak season needs. And we're like a little city. We have um, obviously we have um, training and rescue department and we have educators and we have um, pop- park operations and salespeople. But we also have um, EMTs and RNs. We run a little hospital in the back area. We have electricians. We have ride mechanics. Um, so we have a lot of Um, what would be called non-traditional jobs as well. And almost all of the people that work at the park have started in the park in an entry-level capacity. Even our park president right now, I've worked for many of the park presidents over the years, and our current park president, her first job was when she was 17 years old. She managed a Taco Bell when she was a single mom on her own, and then she worked her way up through tourism and through a lot of hard work to become our park president. So um, SeaWorld has probably, we tried to count, and we think that over the years we've provided um, the first job for about 50,000 people in the San Diego region that have gone on to other careers. Um, and a lot of people walk in um, for the first job just trying to see what and learn what work life is about, and then building upon the skills that they learn at our workforce and taking them to other employers as well. So we got all kinds of jobs, and, um, and many of them it's a first time job.
0: Joe? Thank you, Phil. Um, Thanks for the opportunity to be here. My name is Joe. I do manage a 600-room hotel downtown. I have an opportunity every day to work with a bunch of wonderful associates and managers. All of them have started uh, at an entry-level job, including myself, and uh, progressed through. Uh, Hotels also have a uh, mini-city environment, Um, front desk, uh, engineering, sales and marketing, accounting, Uh, food and beverage. Uh, There's a lot of different careers that you can develop without leaving a company or leaving a building. You can transfer from one department to another. You can uh, do on-the-job training. We have competency-based training for all of our skill sets within the hotel. And you also can get uh, uh, tuition reimbursement if you choose to continue your career through our employee assistance. So entry-level jobs are, are vital to us. Uh, I don't know any senior manager in any hotel who didn't start an entry-level job. I've had the opportunity to recruit from uh, high schools, from uh, advanced degree colleges, including Cornell and uh, UNLV and some of the major hospitality schools. All of these students, when we interview them, whether they're coming out of high school or coming out of college, it's important that we impress upon them that customer service is going to be vital for their success and their development of their career and they're going to start at an en- almost an entry-level position. They may become an assistant manager as their first job or they may be an aligned employee who we commit to them to develop them through a competency-based uh, set of training. And um, there is no limit to what they can do uh, for their career. Um, just w- within our hotel, though, briefly, Phil, if you don't mind, um, I have a guest service manager who just transferred to the Marriott in uh, Mission Valley as a director of housekeeping who started with our t- hotel 13 years ago. English was his second language, uh, high school graduate, now the director of uh, housekeeping at 32 years old at the Marriott Mission Valley. Uh, my assistant director of human resources at the hotel started with us 17 years ago as a banquet server, English, English was his second language. He's now in human resources just finished a task force at one of our properties in Napa Valley and is returning today from a week's training at our corporate office in Parsippany. So, customer service is important. Um, the willingness to learn is uh, the only thing that's going to stop any associate in the hospitality industry from becoming, uh, uh, having a successful career and have generational advancement for their families. Mary,
1: you must have thousands of applicants every year, and and Joe, and shamelessly plug your hotel. Which hotel do you manage? The
0: Wyndham San Diego Bayside. Right.
1: Um, we like plugs here. That's what gets us back, right? Um, if each of your address out of your database, how does what does your HR department or managers look for when you're interviewing those entry level employees that that haven't had hotelics ex- or have? I mean, what what's the what's the light that goes on and said mm-hmm. I've got one? mary let's start with you
2: well we um we've looked for that different ways over the years but i'll tell you about five years ago we did a study to um, find out what would make people most successful in the park because until you've worked with um serving four million people over the summer you really have no idea what that's like you don't have any idea how to interact with all kinds of others that will Um, challenge you during the day to provide service. So we looked at what were the skills that were gonna make people um, successful in what we call the centralized positions, the park operations positions, the culinary jobs, which are about a third of our workforce, Um, and the merchandise sales positions. And what we found was, and we tailored our interview process to that, so we do an observational interview. And if you've been on Indeed, you know that every interview question and format is on there before you come to interview. Um, But our interview question, they're activities that are based on the skills that we require. And what we found is that the most successful entry-level team works come with a really high um, confidence and attitude and we look for what we do is we ask them to introduce themselves we have a table of stuffed animals they have to pick one we have a sesame park so we, they get to pick one of the sesame characters or one of the Shamu plush and they have to stand up and they have to introduce themselves and they simply have to say why they picked that character and what about that character they can relate to and what we're assessing is their attitude and can they talk to small groups of people because you have to do that in the park and you have to do that in every restaurant even if you're just moving a line, you have to be able to come out of your shell and we'll we'll give you the context to do that but we wanna make sure that you know how to do that. We also give them a little Lego problem solving exercise because we realize that during the course of their employment we will train them on how to use technology, we will train them in our policies and our procedures, but we need people that aren't afraid that if they turn the machine on it's going to blow it up. We need people that can, um, that will approach a problem and be, and say yes if, and um, try to look for solutions. So we ask them to build a little Lego car and they work together and they try to solve the problem with a limited time set. And then the final thing we look for is um, obviously teamwork, so we look for for people that can interact with others and play nice in the interview room. And those are the things that um, form the basis of our selection system for the summer. So, And that's worked really well for us. We've been able to validate that interview process, um, and, and we found a correlation with success with that, rather than sitting one-on-one. So,
1: so behind-the-scenes information, right? Tell all your students, go get a
0: Lego set and try to make a car and practice. you have got inside information now. Joe? Um, Switching a little bit to the San Diego Tourism Authority um, and, um, I'm sorry, to the Hotel Motel Association. They also sit on the board of directors of the Tourism Authority and the Hotel Motel Association Um, we're looking to partner with the educational community and we're looking for people if you've had an experience of even a part-time job in guest service that's very important to us we work, um, this year we'll work with 450 high school students to the hotel motel association the main lead is San Miguel or Mount Miguel High School Um, but in February they go through a program in their high school that associates them with the hospitality industry in February we have a day of training where they will job shadow. Um, there are about 10 hotels, um, most of the large hotels downtown, including our hotel. We'll take a group of students, they'll job shadow, they'll do some training um, at the hotel, and they'll, they'll show an interest in customer service, they'll show an interest in our industry, and they'll show an interest in developing themselves. So continuing education, for us, or I should say associating with the educational industry for us is very important. Um, We do have internships. It's important for us with the internships to figure out the insurance uh, part because if the school can have insurance for them on the job, that's important. If the hotel has to get insurance, that's a problem. Uh, I may be getting a little off topic, but getting students who have had some experience, even with a part-time job in customer service, and who have shown an interest through their education to um, join the hospitality industry.
1: We have a lot of community college people here in the room. What are there programs? Do you work with community colleges? Is what what do you what advice would you give their their students? They obviously high school graduates, and they're on to hopefully an AA degree. Mary,
2: uh, we do we um, we do a couple of things. We do well. We do a lot of career panels, um, mainly for high school students that are trying to figure out what jobs are out there so we do career panels where we have we have really great career panels we have a career panel where we have our veterinarian sit on the career panel and talk about all the things that she needed to do to become a vet we have our executive chef that talks about um, how you become an executive chef and his experiences working and serving the Saudi royal family. He was the chief caterer for them for a while. We have the rescue team that talks about the background that you need in biology and um, the flexibility that you need to go out and perform beach rescues. We have entertainment people. So we do career panels to help people understand what jobs are out there and how they can transfer the skills that they learn in high school to the job market. We also are working with um, developing a culinary program right now we we have a lot of seasonal jobs and we have a lot of jobs that don't exist year-round because it's reflective of our business need so we're working with um, a chef in training program we have one of the largest bakeries in San Diego County so to become an executive chef you have to do a lot of things you have to be good at, at at meat and butchering and you have to be good at um, chopping and you have to be good at baking, you have to have a pastry certificate, you have to do a rotation. And while we can't meet the needs for all of those stations, we can be the component that in the two-year program for the bakery part. So that's how we're working with the chef and training program. And normally I get, as the HRVP, I probably get 10 emails a day from people saying that they want to help me staff the park or they want to have a partnership. And um, often, what it takes to have a, to build a partnership is to sit down and talk about what work, works for both people. So in our case, with the Executive Chef program, we couldn't provide a two-year full-time experience for 15 people to meet all of those stations, but in dialoguing we could sit down and we could say, here's what we can do for our part, and then we could work with the rest of San Diego, because there are other facilities that can um, perform other functions, but it just takes sitting down and talking through the needs to come up with a mutually um, beneficial solution.
0: Joe? Um, I think most importantly, um, going through our association, if there is a, um, if there is a request or an, a, a, a partnership that we can form with the educational uh, people in the room, we'd be happy to do that. I know that there are individual hotels who are doing some individual programs. SeaWorld doing um, what they're doing is, is an important part we're ready, we're available. I know that our members are willing to work in partnership in any development you might want to have for any of your programs, especially with the community college, because it is a little more advanced. Again, internships, job shadowing. I know many of our um, managers and senior managers would be happy to be on job panels or to make presentations to your students uh, 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 that would help them with their preparation for joining the industry. Let's, let's talk about... a
1: more awkward topic. One of the focuses for the workforce partnership for the next couple of years is what we're calling Opportunity Youth. And it's young people between the ages of 16 and 24 who are not in school and not working. So, pipeline to prison, pipeline to drugs, really, and we need an intervention and we need to make things happen for them. Heather Whitley, my HR manager, is in the room so if she stands up and says what he meant to say was just so you're not shocked when she does it. Um, Ban ban the box to me for a long time meant no big super uh, K-marts, right, right? That was, for those of us in the room, right, we knew that, ban the box. Ban the box now means removing the, have you been convicted of a felony, right, from the application process, you go through, so you don't have to answer that question. You go through the interview. If you're selected for a job, then you're. as an employer, we're allowed to ask that. And then it has to be relevant to that job. Right? I got a thumbs up? Oh, you don't know the pressure that's off of me now. Um, some city, federal, have been, still have banned anyone with a felony. Um, But in the private sector, we're really adjusting to this. And I've got to tell you, Heather and I are extremely supportive of this because people who have stumbled earlier need a second chance. And we're working really hard with employers in the world. Um, So let me just take a second. If you're employers in this this room and you have that blanket no felons, um, talk to your HR legal department because that's a no-no but make your staff open to this transition. It is the right thing to do, and we have wonderful success stories in it. But, sorry, you can applaud for that. That's good, too. <laughs> but reality does hit the wall sometimes. So, Mary, tell us your... And then the industry in general, but specifically SeaWorld's policy toward people with convictions and, and that the law change and how you're dealing with it, but especially around youth, because... This industry is so perfect for young people that are 17, 18, 19, 20 to get into a job with upward mobility. So, Mary.
2: Yeah, we've had really good experience um, employing people that ha- have are new, newly like, returned to the workforce. Um, we ha- we're really lucky because we have a lot of different kinds of jobs. So, when we have people that have had some past trouble with a felony, we have a lot of opportunity. Um, to make sure that they're in a place that they can be successful. So if their crime wasn't related to um, money handling, of course we wouldn't put them in the vault, but we have a couple of off-site facilities. We have a scenic arts facility that um, potentially you have skills that you can use in scenic arts. We've put people in the warehouses. We've put people in the park um, as ride operators. I think the key to that is... Um, you know regardless of the legalities of it is you have to give people a chance that once they pass the interview process that's usually a private conversation between the employment director and me and then you don't go and say hey here field manager here's this great employee that I have for you that is just out of jail so it's really important to give people a chance and, and have them succeed on their own accord specifically for youth Um, In my experience, sometimes they don't want to go back to work, but they will try it for someone else. So even if you can provide a job that's a short-term job or a seasonal job, a job that only lasts 90 days, at least you're out there and you get the momentum going. So once you kind of clear the path, and we hired 800 minors last year, and when young people come to the work, they don't really have any intention of staying in the workforce very long. They see it as a job. They see it as a line item in their resume. And it's okay not to talk to them about pension or long-term things. It's okay for them to just experience it as a fun place to be so that they have some confidence. Um, if you think back to your first job, you were probably really shy, and all of us can remember our very first day on the job um, because it's a little bit scary it's a world that we don't know how to navigate but if once you try it then usually what we find is that it, it goes on to other things so um, the people that start off being really shy and not sure that they want to even commit to a schedule and showing up to work on time usually um, after a while when they've had some success with their own team that flips and then they are committed to whatever career they picked
0: joe sure. Similarly, in the uh, in the hotel industry specifically, you know we we have had some we have had success with people who have rejoined the workforce. Um, it's not a question that we get into until we start talking about employment. Um, but matching the right individual in any case, matching the right individual to the right job is what makes everyone successful and what's the right thing for the business to do. So that's what we try to do in every case. and. and You know, everyone deserves an opportunity to change their life and and improve their future.
2: The thing about travel and tourism is the world has become really small. Um, Every day I work with people in Dubai. We're building a park in Abu Dhabi. Um, And I work with people in South Korea. And and, um, language is can be a barrier to entry to the workforce, but it can also help you when you're trying to work with many others, and that's kind of the basis of tourism. So in our park, um, you have to be able to navigate the English sign-on process, but certainly there are opportunities because people come from all over the world. In, in our park, about 10% of the tourists that come to SeaWorld are international tourists, but we have such a small work group that we can usually find someone to communicate, and there are just many others. And I think that that's true in tourism in general i was talking to the people that run ferrari world and they were talking about the basis of their workforce are they're not from the united states they're from india and they're from china and their their visitor profile is the same so i just think with tourism language um, isn't necessarily a barrier to entry it's part of the formula for success you know
0: and i, I don 't know if I completely understood your question, but I do know in our industry, you have uh, several hotels hotels who are working with a program called the New American Workforce, where we 're actually helping not only the associates but their families uh, become citizens um, but in our industry um, you we have every language that 's probably spoken works in the hospitality industry. We have communities that um, we work with individually, depending on their, um, their geographic location. Um, it's oftentimes if you find a group of associates who might be uh, non-U.S. born, um, but are a tight group of individuals, they support themselves, and you can find more good employees by continuing to work with that group. Um, so I would encourage you to work out to reach out to the hospitality industry. Tell us specifically what you need and see how we can match that. But um, agreed, uh, we're an international, Wyndham is an international company. We have over 8,000 hotels. Uh, We have now, I think, 450 in China, um, 600 in India. So the need for our company and for people to grow um, increases for those people who might not currently speak English. Um, but um, can bring input from their country and their culture that we that will help us be successful.
1: While Joe was t- was talking, I just had a flashback. My first job was as a, a busboy in a dishwasher at a country club in Connecticut. I don't know I, that like we're so far back there, I forgot about it. So it's made me the person I am. In the I don't know country club is tourism business, but sort of no, it like is. That. It is. I can relate to your dishwasher um, problem. Um, we're getting the, the flag here, but refer clients you're working with to this industry. The ease of entry, the, the upward mobility, the seasonality can be, a pos- can be a positive in that I worked for SeaWorld for a summer for three months, had a great time, but it's not a career path I want, right? And it may energize them. To stay in school, to get a higher degree, to get that GED um, if they need to do it, if they are energized and excited about it, you heard of all the upward mobility within that industry and end up being managing a 600 um, room hotel so and i don 't see her.
0: our industry um, diminishing in importance um, nationally, internationally, or in San Diego, as you know, there's you know hotels under construction, there's hotels planned. Um, expanding the convention center. Um, you know, it's uh, – it, we currently – the hospital industry contributes $220 million a year in transient occupancy tax to the general fund of the city of San Diego. By 2020, we're, we're expecting that – both the city and the hospital industry are expecting that to be $300 million. So it's going to grow. The 20 percent that we grew in the last 10 years – probably going to be repeated even more so in the next 20, and it's always going to be entry-level positions that will be able to de- be developed into careers.
1: And I was in Dallas yesterday afternoon and met with the Gaylord people who are opening the convention center in Chula Vista on the bay. They're talking about hiring two, three, four thousand employees all in the tourism business, this this exact business. They haven't turned a spade of dirt yet They already have hired their general manager and all the executive committee to be in San Diego to start putting the package together for these jobs. But they kid me about Handshake 101, work with your young people, work with your English as a second language. We need to see energy, we need to see enthusiasm, we need to see eye contact, carry on a conversation, is essential to this field. Because we're not hiring, my, back to my dishwasher example, we're not hiring somebody to be a dishwasher, we're hiring them to be manager of the store. So they've got to show us that attitude and energy so that we can move them up in the echelons. Mary and Joe, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a pleasure.